Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe. Stay connected. Think big and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. This is episode number 108 of the Reno Slant. Who knows what the hell Major League Baseball is doing? Hey, Reb apparently is in trouble, and the NBA is... Oh, I don't know, actually. Welcome to the Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable! Home to an award-winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub. On this week's episode of The Reno Slant, we're up to weekly yearbook number 14. As fun as this bit has been during coronavirus, I'm very much looking forward to the episode when we get to retire weekly yearbook because sports have returned. And we've had some good weeks the past month or so surrounding our hopes of sports returning somewhat soon. This week was one of the more turbulent weeks because for Major League Baseball and the NBA, it's getting bumpy. It's also getting bumpy for Hey Reb. His statue was removed from UNLV's campus this week, and the mascot itself may also be on its way out the door, and Adam's certainly going to look for some good news as well. Our guest this week is Adam. We're breaking the mold. No guests this week. You guys are stuck with us for, I have no idea how long this podcast will be. I'm going to guess 49 minutes and 37 seconds. Going to write that down. We'll see. For slants. We'll do weekend plans, social. We got a ton of questions from you guys this week. We appreciate it. A couple questions on the take line, and a lot of them about UNLV's potential mascot change and predicting the Mackie and Lawler capacity next year, which will be limited. Chris wrote a story about that this week, referencing a letter, email that Doug sent out to the fan base, although we were talking about that on this here podcast before this whole conversation started last week. No credit. No credit for the Reno Slant Boys. Brutal. <laughs> we'll get out of here with random Reno. Before we get there, thank you to all of you who continue to support this podcast. Every single one of you, every single one of you are helping us pursue our goal of getting to 1,000 downloads per week. Last week was another really big week for us. 622 downloads. That moved into the spot for third biggest week ever currently to put up these numbers during a global pandemic 
is pretty amazing considering we are a Nevada sports podcast and there are zero Nevada sports happening right now. You guys are awesome. If you are not already, please subscribe and follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant, or you can check us out online at TheRenoSlant.com. A couple blog posts this week. I wrote a blog asking if it was going to be weird or if it's going to be weird that there will not be any fans or spectators at the American Century Championship up at Edgewood in Southlake next month. Spoiler alert. Yes. We talked last week as well about the Mount Rushmore of summer events in Reno and how those would potentially be impacted or those would be impacted by the pandemic. And Adam wrote a blog post about it. I disagree entirely with his Mount Rushmore. You can check both those out again at therenoslant.com. If you really want to help us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week, though, yes, subscribe to the podcast. Yes, make sure you're following us on social channels. Yes, make sure that you're reading the blog. We post twice a week right now. It would really be helpful, though, if you told a Nevada friend of yours who is not yet listening to the podcast to check it out. That's really how we're going to start uh, getting closer and closer to 1,000 downloads per week. Our iTunes five-star review of the week is brought to you by Tuyabi Golf Club. The review this week comes from David. We are out of the gulag. Love these guys. Best podcast for Nevada sports. These guys know their stuff. They're funny and very insightful. Listen to these guys. I'm moving back to the area and will be wearing my Reno Slant shirt a lot. That's right. They have merch. Yes, we do. Check it out and subscribe. David, we appreciate you. Uh, go ahead and reach out to us. Get, get a hold of us. And we're going to send you two free rounds to Toyabi Golf Club. If you are a weekend golfer like the most of us who are the maniacs that are playing 18 during the week, as a $135 value. Toyabi Golf Club is a super quick drive down 395 South from Reno and Washoe Valley. Acquired by Duncan Golf Management last summer, they are offering the best membership deal in all of Northern Nevada. It is how many courses, Adam? Four courses. For as little as how much a month? 300 a month. There we are. Rebound, <laughs> rebounded. Are. He's back. <laughs> it's in addition to Toyabi, the courses include Lake Ridge, Wolf Run, and Dayton Valley. You can pick up more information or book your tea time today at duncangolfreno.com. If you want to get in the running next week for two free rounds, uh, check out therenoslant.com backslash iTunes or hop over to our iTunes landing page. Either way, we'll get you there. Leave us a quick five star review and maybe. We'll pick your review on the top of next week's show. This week's episode also brought to you by Archie's, the burger joint staple in Northern Nevada for going on 26 years now. Nevada Magazine or Nevada Magazine named Archie's the best burger in Northern Nevada. The Nevada School of Business named Archie's the best restaurant. They are open now. And when I say open, I mean, you can go in and sit down. So yes, wear your mask when you go in there. But ups, upstairs, downstairs, uh, last I spoke with Todd, at 50% capacity. You can also fill up your growler every day during happy hour from 4 to 6. We're recording this at 541. So you won't hear this till after 6. But for those of you who are driving on McCarran, if you can time travel. Or maybe listen to this on Thursday. If it's 530, just pop on in. Half off your growler. Eight bucks. Visit archiesreno.com today or call in your order at 322-9595. That's archiesreno.com or call in your order at 322-9595.
Okay, bro. Weekly yearbook number 14. I'm trying to remember what I said. Did I say 49 minutes and 37 seconds for this week's episode? Or were you grabbing a beer when I said that? Uh, I think I was grabbing a beer. All right. I'm pretty sure it's 49.37. We'll go with that. We'll see how we do here. We'll go with that. <laughs> I mentioned at the very top, we've had some some good weeks over the course of last month in regards to our hopes of sports going back soon. We've had some not so great weeks. It seems like this past week was one of those not so great weeks. My guess is you're going to start with something completely off the wall and random, though. No, of course. I'm always sports related. I was going to lead it off with Major League Baseball. So, of course, I'm staying on topic. Staying, I'm wow. staying on brand for once. Um, basically, I can't take any of this blame. So, I put the blame on Rob Manfred. Last week, I talked about how he was 100% confident that we were going to have baseball this year. Man, oh, man, is that guy hated. I thought Goodell... <laughs> Was the most hated commissioner? Rob Manfred's going right up there. Not only with he's trying, not only yeah, he's he's up in the running. Not only for his hundred percent confidence, we're gonna have a season talk. Now you have the ceiling of the letter that the Yankees were also involved in a twenty seventeen sign stealing whatever scheme. But that's besides the point. Is then today, I hop on Twitter. I'm on a little break from work. My like, guy, oh, let's see what's going on in the non sports world. I see. Sources are telling me that the baseballs or some guy, some Twitter, whatever egg sources are saying that the baseball season's back on. They're about to close the deal. Everything's looking great. 10 minutes later. I don't know what anybody's talking about. The baseball season's over. Nothing's going to happen. Um, this definitely was one of the weeks of just an absolute roller coaster in terms of baseball specifically of thinking yeah. that there would, and then not be a season. It's just an absolute zoo right now at this point. I don't know what they're going to do. None of the players like Manfred or any of those upper upper dogs calling the shots. Um, just seems like there's definitely something going on behind closed doors in the big table, whoever makes the decisions. Um, but yeah, Rob Manfred, obviously right now the most hated commissioner of American professional sports. It was my first one as well. You call it a zoo. I, I'm calling it a certified shit show. As to what's going on, and you know, you said there might be something going on behind closed doors. I think the issue here is there's nothing going on behind closed <laughs> doors, and they're negotiating essentially through Twitter releases. Yep, they did. I believe. I think, I think you're talking about John Heyman put out a release that Rob Manfred and the Players Association were meeting today in Phoenix. It was the first time that they were going to talk in person, in I forget how long. Mm -hmm. And then he said a deal is imminent. Then the Players Association came out and said a deal is not imminent. I mean, do, do you get what the, what the argument is right now? Uh, not exactly. I just know the players want to play more games than 50, I think, is what the, mm -hmm. the – I don't know what they're called. The commissioner's table, that they want to do it like for whatever reason it benefits them. I don't fully understand it. I'm a headlines guy, as we all know. I'm not a details guy. So that's why, no I, need, that's why I need someone like you to explain it. I haven't paid a ton of attention to it. From my understanding, essentially what's, what's happened is at first the owners went to the players and said, we don't want to give you a full prorated salary, where essentially you're making 100% of your salary for every game that you're playing. Mm -hmm. I think it started out like 83%. Then the players said, what the hell are you talking about? We are getting a full prorated salary. Yep. Then they hashed that out. So it was, okay, it's going to be a full prorated salary. Now the question is, how many games are you playing? If you play less games, that means the players are going to make less money. Mm. Less games get the full prorated salary. If you play more games, you're going to make more money. The players want to play more games so they make more money. The owners want to play less games 
So they had to pay less money in payroll and then still get the playoffs. And that's kind of where the back and forth is. It sounds like the league today said, okay, 60, it was at 50. And what the feeling is, is that Major League Baseball is stalling. That's why they haven't been negotiating. They're stalling so that the time frame is less so that they're going to be stuck with less games. Mm-hmm. And that's why you'd see baseball players saying, tell me when and when. Oh, that, tell me when oh and that's why those tweets I'm, are going I'm, out. I'm like, ready to go. Okay, that's why you see all those tweets coming out now. Because they're saying they want, they're ready to go. They want to play more games to make more cash. Yeah, yeah. They're not making, it, making any right now. And I've become increasingly, when I was a very naive sports fan, young, high school coming up, I was pro team. I was pissed when when players signed with other teams. I was pissed when they held out for more, more money. And now that is completely flipped. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with the players. You have a much shorter window of time to make money. Go get yours. Yeah. Go get yours. You're not going to be there very long. There's someone nipping at your heels yesterday for your position, for your contract. They can release you tomorrow. And that might be it, depending on what sport you're playing in. So I don't understand where the owners are really coming from here. They want to make money. They want to turn a profit. They own a business, though. Yeah. You're going to have years where you're not going to turn a profit. Are we really supposed to pour one out for these billionaires who aren't going to turn a profit one year for this cash cow they have? They'll make up for it tenfold next year, more than likely. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I mean, like that's the part. Unless the owners want to put in some signed agreement in the next X amount of years, the players are going to get some sort of profit sharing if they take the loss sharing. Um, then it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, I don't exactly know the time frame of where we're going to get. I'm assuming we still have some more time before it gets too close where the MLBPA, I think is what the Players Association, the players pretty much comes out and says like, all right, no, we're not doing it. Um, I don't know if they've given an ultimatum. I'm sure they have some date in mind where they're going to say, hey, you know, if MLB keeps dragging their feet, we're not just going to come out here with this X amount of time left and then go play the playoffs so they can get all the TV money. And then basically they get left high and dry. They recommended today the the league, apparently, reportedly, expanded playoffs for this year and next year. Mm. Which means great thing for great things for our Mariners. <laughs> More time on the couch. More time watching TV. No, they still won't. They still won't make it. It's still going to be devastating. We're going to be bad. They're going to expand the playoffs. They're going to do everything they can to get us in the playoffs, and we still won't do it. Well, I saw Eli Becker's tweet talking about the Mar- Mariners missing out on the playoffs. Like, can't can't miss the playoffs if there are none or whatever it was. Yep. Chestnut checkers. This this whole thing just proves how out of touch the sport of baseball is. The owners, the uh, Rob Manfred's office, you guys have a chance to claim market share. We've talked about this for these sport leagues. This, this month of January is a huge opportunity with the NBA dragging its feet. Now, I know the USL is coming back, and that's going to compete for some market share, but what the hell are you guys doing? You are a sport that's dying. You block all of your content from being mm-hmm. shared on social media, which is what these other leagues do so well. You aren't able to market, market your stars. For some reason, you still have not figured this out. You have your own players calling you out now on your ineptness. And now this? You guys got to be kidding me. Well, now, I'm, you, now, it, all, gotta be now it all makes sense. You've seen who's in charge of it. Of course, nothing's working for baseball. You got a guy like Ma- Rob Manfred in f- leading the charge. 
it's it's easy to bag on on the commissioner, and you do need to we do need to recognize they're trying to essentially put together a CBA during a global pandemic. The, the ask right now is not overly simple. There's there's some nuances to this. It's the owners though, and Mom, Rob Manfred is speaking for the owners. I mean that's a, that's what the commissioner is. Mm-hmm. He's one person who represents the owners. He's he wouldn't be saying being this inept if he was getting further direction from the owners. There's no it just seems like it's rudderless yeah. right now. I, I miss watching my Mariners lose four one every night and Dave Sims rambling with his terrible commentary. I would I would love to have that back. <laughs> um and uh, and that's for a team that's terrible. Imagine rooting for a team that's good. I'll say four one. I mean how many years back are you thinking? Do we still have Paxton? Is Felix still in his prime losing four one, two one, those games? I mean yeah, the four is a is a bit of a stretch. The would, one is is on par. I would say it's, the it's the one is historic. I was definitely going to agree. The four might be a couple years back. You're looking more eight nine one now. <laughs> Those are more realistic numbers if we're going to be honest. Um, I got a narrative. Ooh, my narrative narrative was supported by recent news. There's actually a major country that became coronavirus free. Um, gave me a lot of positivity, a lot of hope for sports coming back. As long as Manfred can figure it out, as long as Goodell's not an idiot, as long as every commissioner doesn't somehow fumble this. Um, but after forty thousand people, it was like the last forty thousand people were tested. New Zealand went actually went twelve days with nobody entering the hospital, forty days without any community transmission, and twenty two days since um, the last fin- person finished their self isolation. They're basically, re- I don't know if you saw the video. Did you see when the bars opened at midnight that one night in New Zealand and there was like just a, a crowd of people standing outside the bar and as soon as it opened, all these people bum rushed and started dancing around in there. Um, now, there are going to be some headlines out there, everybody, that do say that New Zealand did have two new cases. Um, don't read them. They're false. Those people were traveling, returning from the United Kingdom. It's not New Zealand's fault. So let's all stay positive. There's a major country that's coronavirus free. United States can't be too soon. Here we go talking about coronavirus again. It, it's so unfair, I feel like, to compare how different countries, the, the numbers show up. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just so different. We're talking about one of the most populous countries in the world, United States, with some heavy metropolitan areas, and you're talking about New Zealand, which is literally an island. Nathan, when you have a narrative, you put the walls up. You see what you're trying to push across. You just don't pay attention to all the noise, okay? Don't pay attention that New Zealand only has like three major cities and everybody else is very scattered and not within major metropolitan areas like we have in the United States. Don't pay attention to that. Just pay attention to that. Right. Pay attention that they're free, and that means You're one right. day we will be. Might be. You know, before we get too much deeper in this, we should probably acknowledge there's a good chance. I don't say good chance. There's a possibility, but that by the time we publish this thing, Major League Baseball and the players have come to an agreement, and there's going to be a date mid July. Oh, 100 percent possible. How how rapidly it's changing? That's very likely. I'll put it at the very likely box. Uh, I'm actually just scrolling through Twitter. John Heyman said 30 minutes ago. So at 520 Pacific, the framework of the deal between Manfred and the union chief Clark, so Major League Baseball and the Players Union, 60 games, full prorated salary, waiver of grievances. That was a big big part of this. 16-team expanded playoffs for two years. 
16 teams in the playoffs. I wonder how they would do that. Mariners would still miss it. You have you have three divisions. It's it's half the league, essentially. So you have the division champs, and then you have the next third or the next eighteen five. five so five wild cards and three division champs. Yeah, per conference, we'd still be watching from the couch. <laughs> we'll be in that. We'll be in that sixth spot. We'll be. We'll be one game out. Yeah. We. Yeah. Hugging right, be- hugging right behind the Rangers, right where we like to be. Yeah. Oh, universal DH as well. Thought that's th- thoughts on that. I've been an American League guy, being a Mariners fan. I think it's dumb having the pitcher bat. I do think there's a strategy to it, and it makes it. It's one of those quirky things with baseball, which makes it interesting. I I have no problem with it all. Owners or owner source says it was agreed to pending constituency approval meaning owners, players. So Manfred oversees the league. Uh, Chief Clark, I forget his first name, oversees the players. Now they have to go back to their sides and say, does this work? And if they say yes, we might have a deal. Man, I was about to say that. That's an epic name, Chief Clark. If that, Chief Clark. <laughs> I thought for a second that was his real name. I'm like, that's legit. Big Chief. Yeah. <laughs> the best. My second point, we just talked some Major League Baseball uh, who knows how legitimate this is, but there's trouble brewing in the NBA as well. The league realized the July 31 date seemed a little passive, so they moved it up one day to July 30th. Did you see that? Big time. I did see that. Silver. <laughs> He's a player's, <laughs> that a player's commissioner. <laughs> now Kyrie Irving is allegedly, allegedly, what, he is leading an NBA movement right now of players to question this idea of going to Orlando and playing in a bubble, literally in Disney World. It's at Disney World, but also going to have Disney World amenities. They're going to be able to go on the rides. They're going to have DJ sets. It's going to be like an eighth grader's dream. I was say, it sounds pretty sick. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to relate to the NBA players. I, mean, I don't know how much they care about that. They'd rather have, like, hey, can the strippers come into the room? Mm-hmm. Uh you know, that type of thing. Did you see that video of James? It was like a James Harden Twitter video. And it was like the guys throwing the dollars at the TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> a, lo- a-, a lot of jokes made about that. Uh, now there's Kyrie's making the push. And one of the reasons that um, he's make- allegedly making a push that the players should start throwing league. I guess he's tried backing that out now, whether he said it or didn't during one of their meetings conversations i don't know Kyrie's saying that the concern with going to orlando and it's not just him there's avery bradley lou williams dwight howard stephen jackson who was george floyd's friend have followed suit there they're essentially saying that this would do two things it would fall in line with racist behaviors you have a black league who's gonna go isolate itself for three months to profit largely white team owners and they're arguing that this could be a distraction from the growing social equality movement that's happening around the country. My knee-jerk reaction was, I want to watch basketball. And then I kind of walked it back a little bit, and this is not my place at all to tell them what they should be doing, how they should be feeling. This is very much aligned with what we talked about a couple weeks ago. When, when we addressed everything that was going on with the country and, and around the world. 
I cannot relate to the black struggle. I cannot relate to the movement, enthusiasm, uh, passion that the black community is moving with right now. So it certainly is not my place to say, you know what? I'd rather watch you go play basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, there has been a, a fair, its fair share of opposition this group has. You've seen LeBron. You've seen Danny Green. You've seen Austin Rivers. I'm sure there's been others as well who have said, no, we need to go play. There's factors here that go, oh, you can't ignore it. LeBron's trying to win a championship. Kyrie plays for a non-contender in the Eastern Conference. It's, it's hard to ignore those facts, but LeBron's teammates are Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard. And they're mm-hmm. saying we shouldn't go. That's an interesting dynamic. And let's not pretend that this is anything new for Kyrie. He pretty yeah. much blew up Cleveland. He pretty much blew up Boston before he left. He has exhibited really poor behavior and leadership on a regular basis. The Nets are 30 and 34 this year. They're not a, a contender or a contender. There it is. So again, yeah, I got there. I got there eventually. Um, First instinct, don't want to hear it, Kyrie. Then put some more thought into it. This is something that I'm working on myself as we all try to learn more and listen more that it's not my place. Am I rooting for hoops? Yes. Am I trying to understand Kyrie's thought process and what he's moving from as dangerous as that can be uh, at times? Yes. I, I'm trying to understand what they're what they're saying here, mm-hmm. what, what, what they mean by this. And, and you can make the case that their return could be a chance to push the Black Lives Movement further, you could also make the case that it would it would be a distraction. It would be, now we're talking about standings and LeBron's legacy and, and those types of narratives. Interesting times with the with the NBA and, and especially for, for Adam Silver right now. Yeah. Well, from a, a more playful side of that, just tell Kyrie to think about it. Every ride at Disney World, you wouldn't need a fast pass. There'd be so few people you could basically get on without any lines. That's the highlight right there. That If that's not the sell to the NBA, PA, I don't know what will. Uh, the other things, I'm going sport-related. I think I'm two for three. I did do one do, wow. did, did one coronavirus. It's hard, hard to stay away from that. I saw on Twitter, Mountain West Wire. No good, no good news from you this week? My coronavirus. Good news network? Coronavirus-free in New Zealand. That is my good news oh, network. Oh, okay. Yeah, that okay. ar- that article, the uh, link is way too long to say, but yeah, go on goodnewsnetwork.org and you can see that. <clears throat> it's pretty good. But I saw on Twitter, Mountain West Wire, uh, ultimately, my note about this was love the optimism. They pumped out the Nevada versus UTEP preview. UTEP is supposed to be poo-poo this year, so I'm hoping Nevada, if there's a season, if this game happens, will edge this one out. But um, obviously, in the uncertain times we are, something like you and I are doing, trying to talk as much sports as we can and uh, as little as there is. I love that the Mountain West Wire was pumping that out and um, kind of giving you something to look for. Because when I was reading the article and reading it through, it was just like, man, I cannot wait for football to return. And man, I really, really hope there is football. Because I think a lot of uh. a lot of people, myself included, I'm kind of like hanging on by a thread right now. You. You're, mm-hmm. you're getting roped in by like the thought and the possibility of these sports returning. Oh yeah, and yeah, you, oh, yeah. you start reading these articles, and it's like, all right, just just hunker down. We're gonna be there soon. You know, just try and enjoy what you can. But man, that's like, give my my mind. I don't know how long you think, but I always think in terms of six weeks. 
I have no idea. It doesn't match up to anything, but I'm just like six more weeks and then we're there, baby. What? We're there, baby. Why? I don't know. Month and a half. That's a number. That's my, that's been my number the whole time. Six more weeks, baby. We're there. Six more weeks. It's not two months. A month is unreasonable. Six weeks, but read an article. Six weeks, six weeks from here gets us to August. Yeah. And then in August, I'll be like six more weeks, baby. Six more weeks. That's the mindset. If college starts on time, it'll be four weeks. Three and a half. So you always it you start usually the third or fourth week in, in August. Yeah. So it's just like with any time you have to do something for somebody, you always say it's going to take longer. And then if it happens quicker, then you're happier. So that's why I just stick with the six weeks. Happens in four. Under promise, over deliver. There it is. That's the key to success. But yeah, just reading the article, I got pumped. Got the little, got the little, uh, not the shakes. I'm not in withdrawals, but I got, I got the butterflies just reading about football. I was like, I'm getting the shakes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man. It's almost there. You won't care about this as much at all. And this, this pertains a little bit to uh, my third piece. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually. And we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close, even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. I did watch one of these today in the office, though. If you're looking for something somewhat interesting, I would say very interesting, the Oakland Raiders have done a documentary narrated by Mike Rowe about Allegiant Stadium, like building it. Did you say the Oakland Raiders? Did I say Oakland Raiders? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> Good start. Good start. That's, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen so much. It's gonna happen all the time. The Vegas Raiders, that's weird, have done a micro narrated documentary called From the Ground Up. I go watch on YouTube. Each episode's like 12 minutes and it gets into everything involved with building that stadium because they're putting like the finishing touches on it now. Dirty jobs. Wow. Dirty money. You got Sheldon Adelson, just the face of the dirty money episode. <laughs> the reason that pertains to my third point is it looks like Hey Reb is on his way out the door at UNLV. They took down his statue on campus. This week, the president of the university has said they are seriously considering changing the mascot. There's a growing movement now from past players who are saying they are on board with it. Hey, Reb has direct ties to the Confederacy. An awfully difficult spot for UNLV administration. I believe Hey, Reb was adopted in the 50s. It's not like this administration is the one who adopted this mascot who created Hey Reb, and changing the mascot is a huge deal for a brand, for an organization. At a much smaller scale, someone saying, hey, you have to change your podcast name. We're not the Reno slant anymore. That'd be tough. Mm -hmm. We've got shirts out. We've got SEO in place. We have our website. That's who people know us as. Now, imagine that being a university that won a national championship in 1992 or whatever year it was with a really strong brand. And now you got to change your mascot. Yeah. Yikes. And just, and people forget they just dumped a lot of money a couple of years back to change the logo. And now that's, and, then, and that's and a they, Well, they, they threw that in the trash immediately because it was mocked so heavily. Well, that's what I'm saying. You scrap that and, and you scrap the whole thing. It's <laughs> this, this is going to come down to ultimately if the opponents or proponents, I should say of removing Hey Reb, if they can push long enough, hard enough, they're going to have to force UNOV's hand. 
And my guess is behind closed doors, administration is saying, we'll stand pat, we'll give them something, we'll remove the statue, and we'll wait for it to pass until next time that this inevitably will, will pop up. As a country that we do have a way of moving on to the next thing that infuriates us, whatever it is that's being talked about on the news that week. That's just who we are. There's there's no way around it. Uh, got a lot of questions about this on social. We'll hold off a little bit into the, the speculation of some potential names because we are going to get into that. A large development, though. A, a large development. I think as far as what's happening next... I'm just looking around the Mountain West. The San Diego State Aztecs, you have to figure that they're they're next. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys of Wyoming has some ties to exclusion. Not a very inclusive name there. I'm not saying that's right or that's wrong. I'm just saying that's the direction that we're headed. Hey, Reb, on the hot seat. (laughs) Anything else from you? Weekly yearbook number 14. Ready to put 14 to rest. Ready for 15. Six more to go. Bef- <laughs> Six more to go. Six week increments. Uh, before we run slants, a couple reads for you guys. This week's show brought to you by Silver and Blue Outfitters, your source for Nevada apparel. This coming season, there will be a football season. We're going to speak it into existence. Silver and Blue Outfitters is locally owned and operated and constantly releasing new Nevada apparel. The campus location is open. The Meadowood Mall location is open. The website's always been open. Silverandblueoutfitters.com today. Again, pick up your new Nevada apparel for the season today at silverandblueoutfitters.com. Tipsy Elves, our first sponsor on the podcast, the OG sponsor, one of the most successful Shark Tank stories ever. They want to suit you up for life's biggest moments, life's most fun moments, life's most memorable, memorable moments. Their patriotic line, 4th of July stuff, now up for grabs on their website. So you want to, you're planning on going up to the beach for the 4th. We'll see if the beaches are actually open on the 4th. You'll be doing some fireworks in your driveway regardless, and you need to look sweet doing it. They got shirts. They got shorts. They got tanks, hats, glasses, socks, fanny packs, and then... It's probably too early to start talking about crawl season. A couple more of Adam's six weeks, six week increments, and we'll, and we'll be there. So visit tipsyelves.com today. And when you do exclusively for you guys, make sure that you use promo code SLANT20. That's going to earn you an additional 20% off at checkout. That's promo code SLANT20 for an additional 20% off checkout at tipsyelves.com. What are you up to this weekend? Big plans. Per usual, um, Isidore and I talked about going back to the Fort DeSoto Dog Beach. Posted a picture on our Insta- on my Instagram about it. It was actually a lot of fun. We basically, you drive way past St. Petersburg. Um, it's probably about an hour from our apartment, and I don't know how to describe it, but it's basically like a little strip of land. I don't know, like an aisle, something like that. But you get to the park leashes you know required and stuff but once you get onto the beach it's just dogs ripping everywhere so we brought tyson there he had a great time um he did get a little rough at a couple times with some other dogs so we had to kind of put him keep him under the umbrella give him a little time out because he got a little too excited um another big thing our condo or our apartment pool opened back up so we i used it for the first time yesterday i know i said or used it a little bit today but 
probably be using that now that it's open. They've got the they took all the chairs out of there and they got the big red signs for six feet social distancing. So as long as you bring your own stuff, you're able to kind of just hang out there. Um, but then aside from that, as with hanging out by the pool and the beach is going to be trying not to get sunburnt. That's going to be a mission. And then um, hit up Publix sometime the weekend, see what their two for one deal is. It's going to be a pretty mellow weekend for me, uh, mainly just relaxing, trying to get some sun. Listening to you talk about Florida beaches is thrilling stuff. You know, when we have no sports going on, I am in this environment. I am going to use what is in my environment. Florida beaches, crazy people. I got to socially distance so I cannot interact with the crazy people. Okay. The bath salts are six weeks away. We will see what happens. Put it to the test. <laughs> I have big weekend plans. I'm, I'm jumping on a plane for the first time since early March. When we flew out to Florida for you guys wedding. Mm. Heading up to Tahoe. Buddy's bachelor party this weekend. This is the buddy we talked about. A uh, single de Mayo episode. Who drinks tequila? How scared? I'm how, guess how, it, how scared are you right now? I'm guessing tequila is gonna gonna happen this weekend. No way around it. It's his bachelor party. What am I gonna do? Say no. Gonna be that guy. I, I guess though, with as far as the flight is concerned, flying Southwest, of course. I guess they're doing nobody in the middle seats, mm, which is which which is nice. I, 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 I move that they incorporate that for every flight forever moving forward, even pandemic, once we get through this thing. Uh, they're really starting tomorrow night, Thursday night. I'm flying in Friday evening. Was nervous about having to take a $120 Uber solo from Reno Tahoe up the mountain. Was concerned about that. Then realized the buddy was on the exact same flight as me. Vegas. Nice. So good planning on our part. Got to, got totally lucky there. Uh, so no Uber, carpooling. Beautiful start. This already worked out well. Uh, and smart move by me. Kudos to me for jumping on the 11:40 a.m. flight back on Sunday. Mm. Means I'll be back here by. I'll probably be in the front door by 1:30 ish. I would say, if not earlier on Sunday. Huge move on my part. Taking the earlier flight makes all the difference. There is nothing better than getting back in a reasonable time at the end of the weekend in comparison to taking like the 10 mm -hmm. or 11 o'clock flight home. You get home, it's midnight. You got to be at work in seven hours. <laughs> I've, I've been on that 10 o'clock Sunday night flight from Reno to Vegas and from Vegas to Reno going home when home was in both places and neither are fun. Mm -hmm. It's a miserable place to be. Miserable place to be. So I'm very excited about this. It's probably going to get me out of some cleaning duties, <laughs> I would guess. Might have to Uber back down the hill so solo on Sunday. I can live with that. I think we're going to do Zephyr on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Going to see videos of that. Nathan at Zephyr. That is like mixing. It's been a while. Yeah. I say, that's putting one person in an environment that does not belong. That's, what? Because I'm old now? I mean, you said it. But you're going to look like a sore thumb sticking out. It's really come full circle. We used to go up to Zephyr and run into bachelor party or bachelorette parties all the time. And now we're up there for our buddy's bachelor party. And it's going to be this weird time zone thing. Mm -hmm. What is going on? If only you guys can find horse races at one of the casinos, if they're open, then it will be like a complete South Lake Tahoe trip for you. 
Yeah. Our Airbnb, I think they all do this, but had an explicit things of what you cannot do at the house. Mm-hmm. And they were very clear. <laughs> no parties allowed. I think there's going to be 14 of us in the house. Whose uh, Airbnb account ordered that thing? Uh, the groom. Because sounds like someone's going to get a bad review. <laughs> I know. We're already strategizing. You can only have, I think it's three cars in the driveway. So carpools from the casino. So oh, we only have three cars there you go. in the driveway. That's fit. That's it's, fit. It's going to be, it's going to be a disaster. Is, I'm very much looking forward to I it. I can though. guarantee that it is not going to work out that way. No, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> and true to form for, for this group, they text or they put today in our Facebook group chat, bring white jeans. They don't tell us what it's for. They tell everyone we need white jeans. Is Vince running that chat? Vince was the first one who posted it. I mean, makes sense. Yep. What do we need white jeans for? And who has white jeans? They give us a 48-hour warning to go get white jeans. You don't got a pair of white jeans? This group. Okay, let's get into social. A number of questions from you guys this week. We appreciate it. We'll start with questions from the take line. Got a few of them here, a couple of them here. We'll start with Andrew. Hi, Nathan and Adam. At this particular moment in time, which of these two things do you think is more likely to happen? Either an NFL team actually re-signs Colin Kaepernick or UNLV changes their mascot? This is a good question. I had to think about this. I actually think both are going to happen. I think Cap's going to get signed, and I think Hey Reb is gone. The Rebels are gone. The question at that point becomes, which happens first? And I'm setting myself up to get old takes exposed. I'll say Cap gets signed first. You saw Anthony Lynn talk about it today with the Chargers. Pete Carroll walked back. You know, it was a mistake not signing him in 2017. And I get the criticism. If you're saying it was a mistake not signing them, why aren't you signing him now? I, I just think there's growing a growing push to get him get him signed and get him on an NFL roster. Changing a mascot is something that could happen tomorrow. I mean, both could technically happen tomorrow. Both will be a big deal as well. You got any thoughts there? I'm going to choose changing the mascot just to be the contrary, and when this happens, then call you an idiot. So I'm going to say UNLV gets pressured into it, and hey, Reb is bye-bye, and they're going to be the... I think the next question is the name, so I'll, I'll hold off on that. Next question comes from Clark. Hey, Nathan and Adam. It's Clark. i got a question. It sounds like UNLV is moving away from the Rebel mascot. I think an appropriate new name would be the Paradise Pigeons. What say you? This one made me literally LOL when I listened to it the first time. The Paradise Pigeons would be perfect for UNLV. UNLV likes to call... Nevada, UNR, we're technically located in Reno. Well, UNLV is technically located in Paradise or uh, Clark County unincorpor- unincorporated. Mm. So um, you tell us, UNLV fans, Paradise, Paradise Pigeons, Clark County unincorporated pigeons, <laughs> Clark County homeless pigeons. I don't know if you can hear Griffey. Griffey was crying. He, he was that upset. Over unincorporated. Why are you oh, upset? You should be laughing. Over un- laughing. over unincorporated territory, Griffey. Of all things, <laughs> Griffey is very inclusive. <laughs> A couple questions on Twitter. Fake Matt Mummy asks, 
what was the best after-school snack in the 1990s? Well, we didn't have snacks. This one was an easy one for me, actually. We had to, growing up, after school, we'd go hang out at our dad's office and mm. wait for him to drive us home. And he always had those giant tubs of red licorice. Yeah. He would crush red licorice. Now, so I'll say red licorice was the snack of the 90s, at least for us. Damn, that was good. Also, they had the candy jar where it was like the old school candies. Remember the that one hard strawberries? Can- yep. I was just going to say the, the hard- strawberry hard candies. Yep. Looked just like a little strawberry. John Mackey, of course, couple parter. UNLV's next mascot should be. We can have some fun here. This is I'm already claiming this. Just to pull you guys again behind the curtain. After each episode, Adam and I will talk about what we're going to write our blog post about this week. I'm claiming the mascot change one. So I'll, I'll get I'll get deeper into this. Some some more options. This is a huge deal uh, for many reasons. From a, a social perspective and then also from a brand perspective for, for UNLV. What their mascot should be. I think you have to keep it something at least sounding close to Rebels. I, I think if you went something completely off the wall from there, you're, you're trying to not create too much friction in the transition. It'll be different e- either way if they do end up changing the name. But I think you try to keep it something close. So like a couple I came up with were Riders, UNLV Riders, the UNLV Rattlers. Damn, I was just about to say that. Rattlers would make sense in, in the desert. Sharks has gotten some movements uh, or, or some movement uh, tying back to Tark. There was a one idea I saw. Just leave it at UNLV. Just UNLV. Just no mascot. UNLV is just, the brand. Just no mascot? No mascot. You're just UNLV, which I don't hate, actually. That's not bad. But I do have one that I really love. That I really love. The Time Travelers. Because they keep living in the past. Ooh. Oh. Boom. How proud of you are that right now. Look how happy you are. <laughs> if everyone could just see the grin he has right now. It's like dad joke central uh, going. Dad joke central going on right now. Terrible dad joke, but I love it. I'm here for it. The time travelers. Good lord. Man, oh man. <laughs> Millennials these days. Second part of the question. How many people would you estimate Nevada can fit into Mackie and Lawler while maintaining social distancing? Talk about this last week as well. I'm guessing around 25% capacity at Mackey. Now, you can cram more in than that. I just feel like everyone's going to be really cautious with this. I think 25% would maybe be on the low end. Maybe you could get up to 50%. That would put it around 7,000 people on the low end. That's actual fans, not announced attendance. Two different numbers. Lawler's a different animal. It's more compact. It's inside. What's the capacity, Adam? Oh, God. It's been a while. You had. Uh, 11,000, somewhere in that mark. 11,536. Oh, God. I I will be able to sleep tonight. Thank the Lord. Yeah, you were right there. And it's hard to imagine them going every other seat if we're still talking six feet. Then you go one every three seats, which would put you at around 4,000 people if you're doing that, which would be beyond strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, 
it's just bizarre times. Who knows what the hell it's going to look like? It's weird to say Mackey's going to be topped out at 7,000 people. Lawler's going to be topped out at around 4,000 people. Flashback to the David Carter era. Uh, but that's what it seems to be that we're, lo- that we're looking at. A lot of time between now and then. Very realistic possibility, I think, though. Or they just put up, especially more specifically in Lawler, a little piece of plexiglass. So each seat is like their own little cubicle. Now you can get everybody man, in there. That, that, man, that'd be expensive. You got to clean them and you have to do them in front of you too. Hey, money's not a problem. Never been a problem <laughs> at the University of Nevada. Come on, Dougie. Clark asks, with social distancing, would lower bowl season ticket holders fill up the revised capacity at Lawler for Nevada basketball season? No one's talked about this yet. This could become a huge storyline. I don't say huge, but significant storyline this winter. Last year, Nevada season ticket holders totaled 7,220. Now, I'm sure that number is going to drop, if not significantly, next year, considering Jalen Harris is gone and that this has all the makings of a fairly significant rebuild season for, for Nevada. Let's say it drops down to 6,500, which... Is a noticeable drop, not a huge number. I think Nevada probably be, would probably take that number next year. If the season ticket holder number is 6,500 and then capacity with social distancing is, let's say, 4,500, what do you do? That means you're turning away almost 2,000 season ticket holders on a given night. Mm-hmm. That's a mess. That's a mess, and that's a very realistic scenario. And then if, if that's the case, you're not selling any single-game tickets. Yeah, It's only season ticket holders. Pro-rate it and alternate it per game. Think about that. I mean, you, they'd have to get creative in some way. They had to, I mean, it would... Woof. Aren't you, you want to be an athletic director? No, you do not. <laughs> I say, aren't you feeling glad now that that is not a problem you have to solve? Wow. Couple questions on Instagram. David asks, "Corona or Land Shark?" Oh, that, I actually had my first Land Shark when I got out here. Um, I still would prefer Corona. Corona is more of an OG. Land Shark is more of a deep cut. Land Shark would be the contrarian vote. I'm brand man. I'll go Corona though. It's tried and true. <laughs> Favorite Nevada Uni of all time. Basketball or football? Just favorite Nevada uni of all time. I just like those. I think it was when Nevada was still sponsored by Nike and they had the state flag basketball unis. Those strength, strength in the pack, battleborn yep, unis. Exactly. Those are my favorite. Nike. Those were sick. I think I'm trying to get away from that was I think a lot of us would say those were awesome recency bias. Mm. Anything repping OG Wolfie. NC mm. State can suck it. I mean, they need to bring back the OG Wolfie. OG Wolfie is dope. You're so his- you're so historic, bro. Just digging into the time travel. I'm so trendy. <laughs> I'm so trendy. Marcus asks if you made these videos in your dream car, what would it be? Again, I publish the vi- post or record the videos every Tuesday and say, "What's up, guys? Looking for your questions." And I'm in my car when I do it. I'm not a car guy at all. I've never got into cars. Cars are not a hobby of mine, even a little bit. 
originally I would have said Range Rover. It just seems like those are a car of status and they look sick. I think though my next vehicle likely is going to be a truck. Mm. But you know what my my real dream car is? A 2007 Ford Fusion with a faded hood. Essentially, the car <laughs> that I own outright. I love my 2007 Ford Fusion that has paint badly fading off the hood. The brakes, uh, actually got the brakes fixed uh, not that long ago. Something's wrong with my suspension. It's going to be at least a $1,000 fix. I need to get new tires. The air conditioner smells weird. I love that car, though, because I have no car payments. <laughs> so in that, in that way, it is my dream car. Fake Matt Mummy, to wrap this up, given the many problems with the Mackey Stadium renovation and significant decrease in season ticket sales, from a football standpoint only, was Kerry Groth a better AD than Doug Newth? Whoa. Fighting words. People are our friend fake Matt Mummy. People are asking. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a number of issues with compliance regarding handicapped fans at Mackey. And it's gotten, they've had to circle back on this a number of times. It hasn't been inexpensive. It is worth noting that the challenges facing Doug Newth today are far greater than the challenges that we're facing Kerry Groth. And let's not pretend that Kerry Groth wasn't the one that hired Brian Polian. There's an increasing divide in college sports revenue between the Power Five conferences and the Group of Five. It's becoming very clear the business model for Group of Five football is not sustainable. And Doug had to navigate the move from, uh, I can't remember what conference there was. it the WAC? WAC. From the WAC to the Mountain West. Not, not necessarily an easy thing for a school that was already on a, a fairly tight budget. Fans are leaving college football in droves, at least from an attendance perspective. That's not Nevada specific. That's sport specific. These are new challenges that Kerry Groth did not have to overcome. Uh, Kerry Groth also had someone she could go to in Chris Alt, mm. which is helpful. Helpful, I would say. So to answer your question, fake map mommy, I see where you're going, but no. Absolutely not. We're a pro Dougie podcast. <laughs> Let's get out of here with Random Reno. What'd you find? How many standard zip codes are in Reno? How many standard zip codes are in Reno? Man, if I was still living in Reno, I'd I'd feel much better about this. Eight. Twelve. Twelve. Eight nine five oh one. Eight nine five oh two. Eight nine five oh eight. <laughs> Who's got theirs? But yeah, 12 standard zip codes. There's a bunch of other ones for like business zip codes and stuff, but nobody cares about those 12 standards. Nope. Okay. In April 2019, Reno-Tahoe Airport oh, served 337,062 passengers. Just north of 337,000. How many did it serve this past April? Move the zero decimal place. Uh, this a- entire April or that just that day? No, April 2019. Yeah. It's north of 337,000. Oh, I'm an This idiot. last I'm April, in the middle of a global I'm pandemic. Yes, <laughs> okay. you are. You're not very smart. Man, a couple land sharks in me. Uh, 17,000. Holy shit, 17,265. Yeah, baby. Finally, I hit one on the head. 
That's amazing. I have one with the total seats in Greater Nevada Field, like actual seats, mm-hmm. and you got this one down ninety four point nine percent. Ninety four point nine from last April. That is insane. What? Oh, pandemic. It's a lot closer than the last airport related question you asked me. I think I was off by a couple milli. You were off by a few commas. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about how you start; it's about how you finish. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I missed our length of show here as we wrap this up. I guess forty nine thirty seven. We're pushing 50, 55 minutes now. That is our show this week. Thank you to all of you who continue to listen to this podcast so you can stay current on everything Nevada. Thank you to our partners at Tipsy Elves, at Archie's, at Silver and Blue Outfitters, and Toyabi Golf Club. If you are not already, please make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast and that you're following us on social. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant, or you can check us out online at TheRenoSlant.com. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a great, great weekend, you guys. Go pack. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Until next week. And we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big, plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus.